The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sonder Bernstein, and we have the king and queen of pork in the house today. <laughs> what was that? That was my Obviously my the fake uh, the the cheer of the, of the crowd like, that's here. Oink oink or yeah, squeak yeah, squeak. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't exactly. Like popping Insert barnyard sound or, here. Yeah. You know, or sizzle. You could go sizzle. Was that a sizzle sound? Like bacon. the bacon that in was, the pan. That was the roar of the crowd, knowing that okay. the king and queen of pork are in the house today. All right. Well, really, really warm, warm welcome, Dusky and John, um, friends for wow, good twenty years. Seriously. Yeah. Um, Zazu, which we can talk about, um, <laughs> is the future, the present, the past of all those good things. And um, thank you. Thanks so much for being here. We're happy to be here with you always. Yes. Back at you. <laughs> back at you. Um, so where do you want to start? Uh, well, my wife wanted me to make sure and say thank you to Dusky because my wife is um, runs hospitality for my daughter's swim team, the Neptunes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in a position right now. We were talking about it last night, where we have um, um, we have Jesse from Madrone Madrona Manor is uh, Justin, and then Justin Wengler from Kendall Jackson and Dusky and John are have all graciously they they volunteered no they've all volunteered to um, help us uh, provide meals for the kids and the volunteers and things um, this year. So and I know Dusky has done it in the past as well. But m- my wife sort of understands chefs a little bit more than I think the I'm going to get in trouble now yeah, than the person that was doing it before 100% but, we needed that but we're very excited and I want to say she she wanted to make sure and say thank you for that because um, um, I don't know that the kids understand but the, the parents definitely do and they, they understand how lucky they are to have you guys um, so that's nice and then I, I just want to say I've only met Dusky one time and it was at um Ooh, remember Eric Flanagan had uh, Flanagan Winery there in Bennett Valley and yeah. he did a and um, Philippe Melka was his winemaker when he first opened and then we did some industry thing there and you brought a bunch of cured meats and pate and it was kind of like a kind of like a foggy day up there and we got to take a tour of the vineyard and then come in and drink red wine and have some cured meats and pate and I still remember that day and my brother-in-law my wife's brother was a big Philippe Melka fan and so brought him along and then he became a fan of Zazu through that experience and him and his wife even though they live in Marin would actually on their date nights would drive up and have dinner there so um, I love that yeah they yeah. Are awesome and I think yeah. sometimes like we used to do our kids went to the Summerfield Waldorf school mm. when you're talking about people who do or don't know what's going on as far as chefs and things go we used yeah. to do the the farm to feast dinner but it was Dusky and I um Nick Payton at the time had oh, Cyrus, mm-hmm. so Doug would come in, Doug yeah. Keen, his chef mm-hmm. and partner. Um, Tracy Desjardins oh. had a son who went to the school. So it was all of us doing this dinner, and I don't know that everybody at the school, right? you know, because it's a <laughs> super groovy, like hippie enough. school, you know, <laughs> where it's yeah. like, no, no, no. And then, yeah, there were people who were like trying to change the format and things like that. And yeah. Nick was like, so like we can do this, but we can't really do anything else. Like if you want right. a different format, you can pick a different team, but yeah. we can pull this off really well. So, yeah. right. you know. But they, we're they, also they, crazy grateful to the Neptunes. Bridie, uh, who is 
just graduated from high school and heading off to college. Oh, my God. Uh, has been swimming on the Neptune since she was six years old. Uh, you know, nowadays, like 40 miles a week. It's it's kind of wow. ridiculous. Um, and but now she, she can drive herself there. She's yes. now finally driving herself, <laughs> but she's going to swim in college. And we're oh, crazy nice. grateful to that team yeah. and those coaches. Yeah. That and he, gives he, so even much. if they don't go to the Olympics, the, my daughter, I can't believe she she weighs twice as much as her friends, but she doesn't look like she weighs twice as much. She's just a solid kid because she's in the water. You know, it's supposed to be five days. She ends up going four for sure. But um, the, the health benefits of getting in the water and swimming. And no, and I feel like too. that's a good thing. Like they can just, even if they don't swim, you know, if you don't have the nest uh, Olympian, you know, yeah. they right. can just swim forever yeah right or you can't be Maya Dorado and go to the Olympics and bring home some gold <laughs> if you want because <laughs> that's where it all started uh, yeah so anyway thank you guys we really appreciate it and, and um yeah they were doing weird things like asking Justin to just make taco meat and I'm like <laughs> you know do you, what are you understand doing? <laughs> let him free let these people do what they yeah. do no it's sort of like during the <laughs> during in many ways like during the fires when we were cooking um you know, there's all these relief organizations that roll in and they're just like, you know, we're going to do this. And it's like, okay. And then all of a sudden you're standing there and it's like, and there's like frozen vegetables and canned this. And it's like, you know, like I, I did the food for Bill Gates's wedding. Like this isn't hard. You people right. just need to reconceptualize. It's just scale. Yeah. You know, right. we're, we're talking about 5,000 people a day. That's a lot, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Like we have a lot of talent here. We have a lot of infrastructure here. Like this is what we do. Yeah. So if you're going to pull out the frozen vegetables then we're going to go home. Right. <laughs> right. Because we're not Seriously. putting our name on that. And that's not healthy food. Like, you know, you need to kind of have that, like the, the healing component of food. Um, but it's like, no, no, no. Like we can do this. We can cook real food for this number. Yeah. I yeah, get it. Sometimes, you, you know, some of these organizations do food, you know, they'd come from like Houston where they were feeding, you know, a half a million, right. you know, way right. bigger numbers. Right. And it's like, okay, I get it. You get to that point. Maybe you need you some need donations. You need to modify things, yeah. but it's like, no, yeah. I got farmers dropping things off and yeah. we that can. was, yeah, that was amazing during the fires, all the local farmers and feed Sonoma, which is a, mm -hmm. an, a group that helps, uh, farmers get their product out to restaurants, both in Sonoma County and the East Bay in San Francisco mm -hmm. and feed Sonoma got all the farmers to bring produce to us. And so all the food we got to do was incredible with real organic yeah. awesome vegetables I mean know, at one point they were taking when we sort of when there was like really excess feed was actually taking food to San Francisco and they were making food with Tracy Desjardins who was coordinating it down there um and making all this food and then bringing it back up so like at one point Dusky was serving food Thomas McNaughton from Flower and Water <laughs> had made these like duck lasagnas that we were serving at like the veterans building and she wanted to eat some because she was like no this is but it seemed like not fair you right, know so it's right. like but you don't realize how like amazing this is like it's thomas mcnaughton <laughs> from flour and water he made these duck lasagna like you can't you know? get in i haven't still eaten at his restaurant right. like you can't get in right. for years and i'm like serving up this amazing liberty duck lasagna yeah, it's amazing <laughs> we um we we ended up with everybody's walk-ins so like first it was like okay um the power's shut out or we're not going to be open for a bit and what do we do with all this food and everything would shuttle over to sweet d and people's refrigerated trucks or you know we had food inside and outside and it was it was crazy and then we started getting whole foods and then um the tri-tip truck people 
you know, did a call out for tri-tip and people were driving to Costco buying tri-tips that we were chopping up. And it was an insane, insane time. But we, we had the same thing. The city, like after a few days, the city got involved there, whatever organization. And when I think about it now, I think it all has to do with like reimbursement and getting money back. But they were like, okay, here's the chart. Here's who you're feeding. You're not to feed Cal Fire because they already get their little meal kits and da 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 da. And we're like, okay, you know. But meanwhile, we're getting calls in from other people saying, we need 50 box lunches to go up into Boys Hot Springs. We need blah, blah, blah. And we're just making food. That's what we do. Yeah, that's how and we can give. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And how and we dealt with the crisis. Like, part of it yeah. is how we deal with oh, the crisis. Oh, my it's God. Like, no, no, no. Like, if I, I had to sit so, on my hands, I would have gone nuts. I was so grateful to have something to do. I was so grateful. Yeah. Brian came and he helped. And and then our chef from the from the Fairmont, uh, yeah, they Andrew, just emptied out the walk-in yeah. and brought everything over. We had so. some weird stuff that were like, okay, there's like six ounces of caviar. Yeah, right. We're not going to use it. <laughs> that staff meal. What are we doing with the foie? Um, what are we yeah, doing with the exactly. truffles? And then the, lo- I think we made yeah. lobster burritos though. We heard yeah. coming back from the front lines that burritos were like the best thing because they could, Put the guys could pocket. stick them in their pockets and yeah. eat them like two hours so later, three point, hours later. Yeah, so like where the Zazu was in Sebastopol, the first people we started cooking for, Annalie became this sort of like evacuation center. So for a while we were sending food over there and then they were like, so we don't really have a place to keep food hot or cold. So, you know, they want all this kind of prepackaged stuff. Right. So we were kind of like, what do we do? You, you know, so we started Dustin from Can't Villette. Can't use your cryovac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dustin from Villette, I believe an uncle of his is a Cal Fire pilot. Oh, interesting. So with him and Sam Lando. And Dominica from Catelli's. Domi- yeah. Uh-huh. We were like making all this food to just send to Cal Fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I made these crazy burritos. We were getting all this weird food and I was like, what do I do? So I took like poblanos mm-hmm. and jalapenos and braised kale with it. And then we added butternut squash mm-hmm. and cheese and, and all yeah. this stuff. But they were veggie burritos that we sent out to Cal Fire. Right. And I was like, no, no, no. Awesome. Like they can stick them in their pockets yep. and, and forget yeah. that they've got them. And then be like, oh wait, I've got a burrito. Right. But so you know? West, <laughs> and it's still hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the best. And they were good. Like I yeah. like super hot things exactly. and like sweet things, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but it was so interesting because we, um, you know, we kept feeding Cal Fire because they kept asking for food and I think they preferred it from their meal packs. And then we were getting like requests from the Glen Ellen Fire Department and the city's like, no, you're not supposed to feed them. And I'm like, I don't know what this is about, but we're going to feed anybody that asks. We can do your list and we can feed the city employees since that's on the list and all these other people. But, um, you know, we're not asking for money back. We're not asking for a reimbursement. We're doing what we're doing. So, I mean, but it was like to sit with them and look at this list and it's just like, and again, it's a small scale compared to really, well, it isn't really, I guess, like I was going to say like New Orleans when the floods happened there, I mean, and that's like a long, long time, but it's been a long time here. You know, people still don't have their houses built. I know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Some people don't have their <clears throat> their restaurants either. Right. I mean, oh. you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, you had a restaurant over in the in the Barlow and um, got flooded out. And what happened after that? What was your thought process? 
So uh, we had t- 22 inches of water in the restaurant, and uh, so four feet had to be pulled out of the restaurant, meaning all the Underneath? walls, the oh. electrical. Um, so they had to cut the walls out oh. to four feet, oh. you know, to sanitize. Because of all the, right, for the leakage and the. Yeah, just and sort of like because it sat there and then the drywall kind of acts like a wick and pulls right. it up. So you yeah. had to get a head above that and cut it out. Right. And so um, obviously that was a lot. We were, uh, so that happened at the end of February. And we were trying to meet with our landlord to figure out how we could come back because it was going to take a lot of reinvestment in terms of equipment and all yeah, of it. Everything, everything. <laughs> uh, and we had, you know, thrown out over $40,000 in food and uh, we had lost half of our team. Um, and so we were trying to figure out how to work with our landlord to come back. And he canceled the meeting and would not reschedule with us and then sent us a letter that, uh, so we, we had a meeting in the beginning of April that he canceled an hour and a half before the meeting and wouldn't reschedule and then told us that rent would commence on May 1st and then on April on the evening of April 16th he sent us a letter saying that rent he changed his mind and that rent would start effective April 18 so we had basically 24 hours uh to get all of our belongings out of there and at that point like it isn't like we could have started you know there wasn't hot water in the bathrooms there wasn't you know things weren't done we that couldn't he have, would have had to have done nothing was we couldn't have occupied the building in any sort of right. effective way we were trying in addition trying to sort of force his hand to like meet with us we were like we have to talk and he would come through the somewhere. restaurant at, at times and i would see him and he would be like you know i think the wall should be a, a white not gray like oh, okay like whatever you know fine you know but there were there were conversations that lasted like a second, you know, um, but nothing really of substance. You know, we sort of, we put everything into that, obviously, and we had never been in a position of like really needing to hire that much staff. Staffing is obviously right. an issue for everybody in Sonoma County. Right. Um, so we were, you know, we we're like, we need some help here. And I don't right. we, we couldn't and you get You can't it. hire we're, people and pay people to fix some of that stuff. No, I mean, we were going to need to buy new equipment and yeah. there, there was there was a lot that needed to be figured out and we wanted to work together on that and he did not. I know. What do you, so, what do you think was going on there? Um, it's interesting. I've been racking my brain to try to sort of sort through it and, uh, you know, of course you look at like, did I do anything wrong? But we always paid on time and in yeah. full and we always marketed the Barlow as best we could. Yeah. Uh because we were all you about were the, the village of makers, yeah. and we were there. Yeah, I mean, from the we beginning. went in there when it was before a construction anybody. Site. Anybody um, was there. You know, we you know Costa Brown opened before us, but you know they're sort of this mm-hmm. Emerald City. You know, they're kind right. of walled off and in their own little corner. And but know. so I don't. I have to say, I I don't know what his motives are, and I don't understand. It's it is very sad. It, you know, we built our dreams there. It was our dream restaurant. Uh, had a kitchen for me and a kitchen for John. Oh. Uh, we had a, a kitchen that was for patient things with his smoker and, you know, his meat grinder. And we, then we had the hot 
kitchen where which is for impatient people like me uh, that need to do everything in five minutes or less and we could butcher whole animal we had enough space to do that and we had two walk-ins so that he could do his cured meat in one and so there were a lot of components to it that were all our dreams wrapped up in that space and it was beautiful with so much natural light Mm -hmm. and all of the makers that were our neighbors that we were so excited about and many people have chosen not to come back or may choose not to renew at the point in which that becomes their option so it was hard decisions but we had a long lease and we needed help in order to make it work because we also couldn't do that again and again and again and the the solution to the flood you know protocol didn't work right i mean and we asked them about that we did ask um on it when we were speaking to him one time uh on the phone though not face to face but we're like can you tell us how things are gonna you know how things are gonna roll out differently so it's not gonna happen again you know what's gonna what what's different what's and he said they hadn't even and this was a month afterwards maybe even five weeks but that they hadn't even discussed it and i was like you know he hadn't had time to think about it go poorly we talk about it the next day right you know you need to talk about it when people's memories are fresh or what if you know everybody has staff turnover what if all the people that you had in there quit tomorrow right none of this stuff is written down you're going to try to get them to come back to discuss you know discussing this in november isn't necessarily going to help no and this is a big deal but this could happen again next year we don't know no but anyway so for us it was very tough decision um and so what we're doing now to talk about you know what the <laughs> yeah. next stage is is a our ears are open we are listening to you know different people's ideas of locations and you know any sort of idea we we're listening um the other thing that we're doing though for the summer is eventing so we did save our food truck out of there so we are at davis family vineyards every weekend uh through the first week of september for lunch from 11 30 to 3 30 you can grab a tomato off of one of our tomato plants and we'll make you ideally the best blt you ever had and uh then we're doing a bunch of different events at paradise ridge uh, one at Sandman Hotel. We're doing Sonoma Harvest Music Festival, I think, with yes, you. Yes, yes, again. Mm-hmm. And we're doing, you know, that different... was a very successful event last year. Yeah. Winery and private caterings uh, also with our food truck or just us. So um, that's our plan is to see whether we can earn our keep between bacon that you can get uh, in Sonoma County at Oliver's mm-hmm. Pacific Big John's and Andy's mm-hmm. uh, or on our website blackpigmeatco.com and we do ship all over the country bacon and other products that we have developed to use whole animal because our whole thing has been that when you uh, take the life of an animal uh, you respect it in a number of ways one one is which you make sure they had a great life and so that's why we only work with animals that have lived on pasture which is not how most pork is pigs and pork are treated uh so we believe that they should have a great life and then we also believe that if you're going to work with that kind of pig you then need to buy the whole animal from the farmer because they can't deal with the math equation of parts if they're small and so we take the whole animal and then we have the problem of what do we do so that's why we make lip lard and lip uh so lip lard 
lip balm, lip lardo, uh, and lard uh-huh. lather, which is a lard-based soap uh, with rose geranium, with uh, our, someone who was our neighbor in the Barlow, uh, Emma, who has soap cauldron. Mm. So she makes uh, rose geranium soap and an almond lip balm for us with our lard. And then we make chicharron peanut butter cups, uh, bacon caramel popcorn, mm. uh, bacon toffee lollipops. So uh, we have a whole line of products to use Whole Animal that we can ship from our website to all your friends everywhere. Awesome. Blackpigmeatco.com. And so we're trying to see whether we can earn our keep between the food truck catering and our line of meat products. And we're also listening, listening yeah. to ideas. No, that sounds like a really good plan. Um you know, because we, we also know that the labor situation right now is absolutely horrendous. And, you know, when I think about, like, being able to handle what you can handle, um, we, you don't know what we're going to have in October. You know, where are, the pe- are you going to have enough people to do these events? Are you going to have enough servers in the restaurant? You know, and on and on. So I think it's, it's good that you, I mean, making the best situation out of it and figuring it out and it's like this will be 4.0 yes or three and a half point oh and we are very lucky you know like yes yes with all the things that have happened there are people whose lives are far worse you know who are in more difficult situations more trying situations yeah we can figure out how to earn a paycheck there's there's opportunities out there yeah and so i i met first met you through your mom at the counter at Zazu when it was over on in Russian River. Yeah, on, on Guerneville Road. On Guerneville Road. And I ate there a handful of times. I love that restaurant, but I love sitting at the bar. It was awesome. You got that interaction and um, and that was a little bit for me to like drive over there. You know, I didn't do that for a lot. And then um, you had that and then did you still have that when you opened in Copperfields? Yes, we opened. Well, it was before Copperfields. So we opened Bovalo, which was in Healdsburg. But it was when there was, it was like a Ferry Terminal Junior in front of us. Right. We had Bellwether cheese and Scharfenberger chocolate and DeVero olive, olive oil. oil. And it was very cool. Yeah. La Follette, or was it La Follette? No, it was... What were they called? Tandem wines before the oh, yeah. Lafayette. Okay. Tandem wines. Uh-huh. So it had a couple tasting rooms in there, and then food it product, gourmet really mushrooms, did you dry ever creek go? peach. No. No. You know the property we're speaking nope. of. Nope. Do you know where Noble Folk Ice Cream is on nope. that side of the street? Nope. Do you ever go to Hillsburg? Uh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Across from Dukes like on the square, do you country? go to Dukes, Dukes for cocktails? Is it? What is it? Is that the full name of Dukes? I don't uh, know. It's probably we, says Bar Dukes yeah, Bar, Dukes bar and like Fine that. Spirits bar and Cocktail Food. Okay, no, we went to <laughs> Dukes Awesomeness is what or, I would call you it. You know yeah. where Dry Creek Kitchen is? Sure. Okay, so if you're standing at Dry Creek Kitchen looking at the plaza, it's on the right, the next, the on that square on the right. Yeah. So it's like if Dry Creek Kitchen was where the girl on the fig was, hypothetically, right. it would kind of be where Sign of the Bear is. Okay. 
Yeah. I like how you're making Sonoma and Healdsburg one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand the square in Sonoma. I spent right, a fair square, amount of time of yeah. my life um, there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of square. But, and and but it was a very cool. I liked I like coming up there. I like getting a sandwich or getting meat to go. Um, I thought it was really, really cool idea. And then... So we had uh, Bovalo for seven years up there. Wow. Uh, and and we had Zazu number one for 12 years and Zazu number two for five and a half years. So 22 and a half years. We we're, opened really around the same time. Yeah, long time. We were August of 97. We were 2001 we opened. Oh, well, I can't add then. Oh, yeah, well, because, because some the of them seven, are overlapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not concurrent. I'm like, I'm adding <laughs> them together. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Did you guys but, ever think about taking over the shed? I love that you <gasps> just said that because probably two days after the flood, I called Cindy, uh-huh. who's one of the owners of Shed. Um, I'm sure she was like, why is she calling already? Yeah. But uh, I wanted to figure out, we had a huge catering two weeks after the flood. Uh, for Sonoma oh. Academy for 400 people. Yeah. And I needed to find a kitchen to work out of. Uh-huh. And I knew that they, you know, had just shut. So I, uh-huh. uh, I called Cindy to say, can I work in your kitchen for this huge catering? Uh, and she said, well, we're putting it on the market. And, um, uh, so I can't have it get dirty. So Saduri <laughs> actually gave us Saduri, which is part of the Kendall Jackson family has given us their space up in Healdsburg off of their wine lounge, which is actually awesome. Doug and Nick's old restaurant when yeah. it was Shima. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, it's an amazing kitchen that they built. And so Kendall Jackson has been uh, amazingly generous to us to make it possible for us to go on. Yeah. Um, but so shed that is one of my fantasies I have to tell you but clearly I would need some some big Investors. pockets. Well yeah, there's plenty of space there. It's beautiful. Almost too much space. I don't know I don't know if that was well, one of the reasons do, that they Yeah, it was a lot going on, but I yeah. I actually have an idea for that space. Uh but I we would need some some pocketed folks. So if anybody is Just feeling that, that yeah. burning need right. for shed to reopen in a new incarnation. If I had money, I had I'd, I'd, I'd be to, you should call Steve Carlin. I don't know Steve Carlin. All right. All We're right. Gonna introduce <laughs> Dusky to Steve Carlin. He is the man that did the ferry building in the Oxbow. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to meet Steve yeah. Carlin. We will. I'm going to send you a virtual uh, thingy. I miss the shed. Yeah, that's, I, that's that, where I used to go. And I would my, it was take my mom's favorite restaurant. There. Yeah, and the like, food was just so pretty. I just took pictures of all my food. Some I was of the like best. One of yes, biscuits. you did. You did. The like the day before they were closed. Because did we know it was closing? We must have. Because there was knew a time they said at the end of the year, and so lunch. we tried to get in our last meals there. Yeah. But I remember someone was sitting. I was on the little the little tiny patio, and someone had had a. Um, like beets and goat cheese or something and some kind of on a wood board and they had set they had finished it and had set it down so then we came in and sat down and I looked at it and I th- I actually thought that it was a painting that they had bought like a painting on the square somewhere or something and that, that you know just didn't have a bag and then I looked again I'm like holy shit that's that's like the wood board that had like beets and goat cheese <laughs> and, and it was all just moved around it looked like an oil painting and I I, I 
sure the people you thought did. I was creepy. You, I was like, click. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> little picture yeah. of that. I still so cool. miss their, they had the best chai there with the, like the oh. perfectly foamed milk mm. on top with the nutmeg shaved mm. right on there. It was like one of my favorite, mm. my favorite chais. Acre does a pretty amazing chai yeah, too. Acres. But yeah. uh, I loved Shed's chai. And then I would always get the Queen Amman. That is the best buttery, flaky pastry Yum. with a little yeah. bit of sugar in there. Yeah, mm. I love that too. Yum. Yeah. The so it's it hasn't sold or anything. It's still on the market, I th- and I don't know, but I yeah, think so. I don't know either. We'll have to find out. It, it, so. it also comes with a lot of farm equipment. <laughs> it does. I don't know what they're doing with all that stuff. I don't know if they're selling it online or they are. They have an online store. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The coolest knives, the coolest plates and bowls. And oh, oh! I was thinking shovels you were meaning and like sh- no, like rakes and, and like I mean, they just had every gardening equipment. Maybe gardening equipment. Sorry. Yes. So actually, they really competed with the gardener on some of that stuff because the gardener's up there, right? Yep, the gardener yeah, is up there. Interesting, huh? But I kind of think, think it's probably a different, different customer, different a little vibe. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I think if you were really a gardener, you'd go to the gardener. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, if you really like just pretty things to look at. But if you want a good yeah, picture like for your Instagram account. version of anything. Yeah. And you know. I, like, I would like that just to be the buyer. Just to be able to go pick that stuff out and have a budget and, or not have a budget. I know, not have a yeah, budget. Have That's a, budget. a better way yeah, to do exactly. it. Exactly. Personal <laughs> shopper. Yeah. So... And then when the truck, you've had the truck for a good... Four years now. Yeah, four okay. years. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. And we're is working our BLTs. Is it a trailer? It's, it's, a, tra- it's a trailer you have to trail because it. we originally... So when we still had Bovalo up in Healdsburg, we were going to do a thing at Davis, which is where we are now, and just sort of support it out of that restaurant. Right. Um, and the city of Healdsburg is really weird when it comes to things and transporting food uh no you can't have a food you can't have a truck with a motor in it oh for some reason (laughs) so we got a trailer so we got a trailer right it's super yeah there's all these things like and then we park you have to park by the road even though the better spot would be on the other side right um because you can't have no then there was like the river keepers it was considered development within a certain number of feet of the russian river even though it's been like it was a PG and E yard, like, how do we deal with this stuff? Seriously, well, we just keep working. I mean, I think to find everybody. The way. It's, yeah, I think we got lumped in with stuff that's, you know, yeah. I was just going to park a truck in a trailer yeah. or in a parking lot, you, yeah. you know. But different, you know, maybe we got lumped in with some sort of winery project where it right. was, you know, and they were like, all of this needs to stop, and we, right. were, but it's sort of, it's odd. Yeah, <clears throat> every now and then, yeah. you know, that sort of. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people trying to do the right thing. Oh, oh, and, that's true. Well, and you were talking sudden, about having Kyle on the show. And Kyle and Katina are friends of ours uh, from Single Thread. And Katina actually was our farmer for two years at Davis Family Vineyards, which is where we park the truck in the summer. And so she was aware of 
how many hoops we had to jump through to make this so. And Kyle says that we are the most determined people he knows in the si- for the sake of a BLT. Like yeah. that we would <laughs> that like, we would just keep jumping uh-huh, through whatever. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't know that I've ever met anyone who's so committed to a single sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, which that's is like a, super that's praise. A, that's you know? a tagline. I mean, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> and we have so we've been over the last couple of years counting down, uh, paying off the truck. Because trucks, as you know, as, are yeah. not cheap. Like no. people don't realize what it takes. Even no. a food truck is expensive. No. And so uh, we've been ca- keeping track of our BLT sales to try to hit the number that the truck caught us. And how many do you have to sell? So uh, we started with something like I was it. I want to say it was almost. It was like thirty eight hundred BLTs we had to sell. Uh, we're now at less than seven hundred. That's to awesome. go. And so the last, which we think we're going to hit this summer soon. Yeah. So you need to get to Davis family because yeah. the person who hits oh. the payoff BLT is getting a year of bacon and a bottle of our pink pig, which is this sparkling wine that we make with Davis family vineyards. That is awesome. So. You want to be getting the final BLT. Well, of course you're going to sell them out this summer. Somebody yes. wants that. I want that. Um, wow, that is so cool. Um, yeah, I, and that I whole love... thing started with when we opened Bovlo because we made gelatos there. Mm-hmm. I bought this beautiful, it's called, it's a Carpignani gelato machine that's made in Bologna. Mm. And it was like, $25,000. Oh my God. So I had to do the math on like how many trays of ice cream or gelato right. do I need to sell before we get to zero? Cause Dusky right. was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I yeah. was like, no, boys in their thing. toys. Like, it's stunning. You know, it's Italian. Like it's beautiful <laughs> and it does all these things and it's probably going to break down all the time, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Look at it. You know, <laughs> you still have it. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. in a shed now, though. It's in okay. a shipping container okay. on our property. Yeah. So if you know anyone looking for an, a Rolls Royce of a Rolls gelato Royce. machine. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make 20 liters wow. of gelato in like nine minutes. Oh, my God. All that's day, incredible. Day. It has like a Volkswagen motor in it. It's got a three-phase electrical oh motor in it. It's God. water-cooled. It needs its own floor drain. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah, crazy. Serious. It's But it'll... It's. I'm not a big fan of like... Your equipment doesn't make you better. Right. It's, you know, it's a, I think it's an East Coast carpenters thing, but it's sort of like if things screw up, you can't blame your tools. Like you screwed it up. You can't blame your tools. So I also believe that your tools necessarily don't make you better. This machine is just like magical. Wow. I can like (laughs) pour different concoctions in it and look at it and it just comes out. That's amazing. Like when I would make gelatos, like the staff would just swarm around me coming out. Because when it's like right there, it's it's frozen, but it's not set yet. It's uh-huh. just like the most uh-huh. unreal thing you've uh, ever eaten. I love custard. So where did you guys meet? We met in Seattle working for Tom Douglas. Oh. Do you know Tom? Yeah. Uh, I've never met him, but I've eaten in a few of his restaurants. So John was, uh, Tom Douglas now has above 20 restaurants in Seattle. He's kind of like wow. you, the grand poobah. I think You're- he's way, way above, <laughs> beyond me. <laughs> But so uh, at the time that John and I worked for him, he only had three mm-hmm. and I was his corporate sous chef. So I was the sous chef of he all really three. He really only had two because the palace hadn't opened yet. Yeah. Like well, he taught me as a line cook. Yeah. I think John was the last yeah. line cook think, that yeah. Tom trained. Wow. He spent like an hour with me teaching me how to cook squid. Wow. 
like listening to the tentacles in a deep fryer. It was very zen. Oh, Him no. and this like right hand man of his, this guy Steven. Um, yeah, the two of them stood with me and were like, "No, listen. As the tentacles pop, that's what you're listening for." I'm wow. Like, like what it's the hell are you talking about? When that <laughs> As you know, but I don't know if the listeners know. Like the deal with squid is you got to cook it fast. Like yeah. the longer you cook it, the more rubbery. So you want to get that exact moment when it's just done. Yes. Yeah. And so Tom taught him that it was a sound that told you when it was just done. So I love a good squid. We met. Yeah, yeah. But he sat there like, yeah, this, wow. I, I totally remember it. So Edda's was in the Pike Place Market. In Seattle, it still is actually. Yeah, it's in the same spot. And um, so he now has over twenty restaurants, if you can believe it. But he, I grew up. So my love of food and Are restaurants. Are you guys from there? From neither Seattle. one of us is oh, from there. We wow. met there. Uh, John's from New York, and I'm from San Francisco. And I grew up in San Francisco in the height, like in the '80s, basically when women chefs were first coming on the scene, and. Alice Waters started putting farm names on menus Mm -hmm. and stars was really, you know, in its beginning heyday. And I, my parents were divorced and the way I saw my dad every week was to go out to dinner on Wednesday night. And so I went to the most amazing restaurants. Did you get to pick? Sometimes I got to pick, but then the funny thing was I became a vegetarian when I was 13 and then I was a vegetarian for 23 years after that. And my dad did not like that I decided to be a vegetarian. He's a, he loves meat. And so he would take me to these restaurants that were like butcher shops in the front. And you had to walk by the butcher case and you would have to pick out your hunka Some. cow. Mm-hmm. And then that would be prepared for you. And he did that just because he, you know, wanted to, to break you of that to yeah. break nasty yeah. vegetarian yeah. habit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as every girl should should do, I think, in California at some phase, we're waiting for our daughters to to leap into that. But um, so I was just more stubborn, to be honest, than than he was, which is kind of an amazing feat to say to outweigh him. Yeah. 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 My my dad's pretty stubborn. Uh But um, (laughs) but so I was vegetarian for 23 years. And um, but growing up in that food scene in San Francisco, like just really primed the pump even though I went east for college and was first intending to be a doctor and then intending to be a lawyer I actually had an internship in the public defender in Washington DC and got into law school and uh was by then working in Seattle for a nonprofit uh called share our strength Mm. that you know of Mm -hmm. because I just did a huge bike ride called Chef Cycle through Sonoma County, and I had your lunch with that amazing (laughs) chocolate chip cookie with the salt on top. My (laughs) mouth is watering. I I love salty and sweet together, and those molten chocolate chunks in that cookie... Was, were just what I needed in the Good. middle of that ride that you, day. You rocked that <laughs> ride, seriously. Yeah, congratulations I, for yeah, doing that, that ride. Thank you. That, that it was amazing. It depends yeah. how you define rocked. I did complete. You completed. No. That's an accomplishment. That's, it was 100 yeah, miles a day, right? I couldn't even right? do a mile. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Did you meet our friend Bart Hansen? Bart Hansen is from Dane Sellers, and so he no, was writing as he well. Was writing. And um, um, he's else? on the other podcast, The Winemakers. Yeah, another podcast that I do um, uh, called The Winemakers. And then Nile, 
Of oh, course, Nile from, from uh, uh, Nile Zachary Mad from uh, Mad Fritz. The, yeah. the so Mad Dusky Fear wasn't Maker. in the front of the race. Dusky is yeah. So Dusky is super yeah. competitive, <laughs> unbelievably competitive with all things. Doesn't matter if it's like tic tac toe with the kids when they were three. Like she is going to win. And so, the, so the last day, you know, it's three hundred miles. So they're coming in, and Dusky and Dominica from Catelli's and one other person. Uh, we're literally coming in last, um, which means this other group of chefs have been at the Flamingo for several hours drinking. Like thir- um, at least three hours. So Dusky had, and Dominica and this other dude, uh, they had four motorcycle cops escorting them because they were last coming in <laughs> to this like crowd of drunk chefs cheering. Oh my God. And Dusky sends me this text that she's just like, dude, like I finished dead last and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then videos of it where it's right, like, yeah, that awesome. does seem pretty cool. I didn't know you came in like, last. Like that's an entrance. I just you saw know? that you did it. That's For me, it was a miracle because uh, both Dominic and I hadn't ridden bikes in nearly 30 years. Oh my oh God. My God. I, that, and then the flood happened in the middle of all this. you didn't train for that. Well, I, the funny thing is, so I walked into the, so... In January, I don't, I'm sure you know Tanya Holland. She's another yeah. awesome woman mm-hmm. chef who has a restaurant in the Ferry Terminal and a restaurant in the East Bay, Brown Sugar Kitchen. So anyone listening should go yeah. join her awesomeness. Um, but so she convinced me, she called me up in the end of December and said, I want you to do this bike ride with me for SOS. And she didn't know that I used to work for SOS. So of course, I'm going to say yes. Like my friends asking me to do it. It's for a nonprofit. I don't even know how many miles or anything. I just say yes. Right. And then I go looking at the thing and I'm like 300 miles. Like, and there's hills. Like when I had, yeah, exactly. bike. In Sonoma County, like these are roads that people travel from all over the country, all over the world yeah. to ride. They're not easy no. rides. They're, Stunning rides, you know. <laughs> There's a reason they're they're also, shooting themselves even, up in the tour. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Thirty years ago, when I had ridden, you know, I only rode in Washington D.C. to get to and from work. Like it right. was probably I don't know under oh, five miles, God. not not a hundred mile, you know, a hundred miles a day. But so I walked into the the bike store, uh, Windsor Bikes, with my bike from 1992, <laughs> a Una Vega that had been in our shed uh, that had the seat had been eaten by the you know rats that live in the chicken coop and uh the chain was broken the tires were flat like it was a rolling heap of junk (laughs) um and i i rolled it in there and i said can you get this operational again like can you redo the seat and redo the chain and (laughs) And did they say why the wheels and you know (laughs) can you redo everything and make this thing road worthy They, they kind of looked at me yeah. and were like, uh, listen, lady, yeah. you've got to buy yourself a new bike. <laughs> so I did, and I started training in, in January. Uh, and, and so I trained for some of January and February. Uh, but we've just had an, a really... My dad ended up in Puerto Rico in a scuba diving accident in a Ooh. coma in the end of January. Oh he, is, he is now on the mend. Oh. But it, so I, I started in the beginning of January, but then obviously that was the most important thing. So I headed to Puerto Rico for eight days uh, to be with him and hold him. Uh, and then we got back and then the flood happened. And so... Uh, really the, crappy start yeah. of the year. So then, and then in the very beginning of April, John's father also passed. So it, oh my it, God. it basically was so many things that 
you know, I, I couldn't really focus on training, not one iota. So I, in the beginning of May, the ride was May 14. I started in the beginning of May. <laughs> and like cramming me- for a test, you know. <laughs> Other people would have planned a whole year yeah. on this one. Yeah, exactly. Not Dusty. Oh. oh, no. Oh, 100 no. miles a day. Could you walk? <laughs> no, after- I couldn't walk. But I have to tell you, like, as I got off the bike each day and I couldn't feel my, and my anything, <laughs> my, my hands, my feet, my, my parts, none of it. I couldn't feel anything. And I said, I think I'm kind of lucky I can't feel any of it because if you could feel it, it would be painful. And it also, the last two days of it, so two of the three days, it poured rain all yeah. day long. Um, yeah, so we was, were like, it was like that crazy wet. last storm that happened. Yes, yeah. that was nuts. It was totally nuts. Like it was nuts. And so I couldn't feel my hands, my feet. Like you could wring out your shirt. It didn't matter how many layers of wet, of like waterproof stuff you had on. You it all soaked. got sopped and soaked through and. Dominica was hilarious. She put on all these garbage bags and she had like, <laughs> like, you know, those, I don't even like when you're in disasters and they give you like these, like a big oh, mylar silver? balloon, yeah. silver, yeah. I don't know, yeah. like, like silver poncho. Uh-huh. So she put this silver poncho underneath her bike helmet on her hair to try to keep her head dry. Cause she, I don't know if you know, she's a fashionista. Like she yeah. is all about, like even in the middle of the downpour, she's like mascara and like beautiful hot pink oh lips. God. I'm like, I, no, <laughs> but anyway, she, so the fashionista let the mylar balloon hat, like, like a, hair flowing back, like she a was cape, hilarious. Like, yeah, she looked like Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. With That's mylar. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're going to do it again next year? Uh, it's, it's really funny. So then, so Tanya, I have to tell you the one that started this whole thing, she bagged out and didn't oh, go on the ride. No. Yeah. She had a bad knee, so she couldn't oh. do it. So, so, but last week. I went on a ride with Tanya around Sonoma County for, you know, maybe two hours. She didn't get the uh-huh. full 10 and a half hour yeah. ride a day <laughs> that it took me uh-huh. to complete the thing. But uh, we went on a two hour ride together, which was awesome. And this week I'm going on another ride with Dominica. So I, That's I nice. think it, yeah. it's likely that we do it again. I, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit intimidated because now I really know what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> that is a true statement. Um, wow, that's incredible. And they raise so much money, yeah. and it's yeah. such a good thing. I Nearly mean, two million Billy dollars. Short, yeah, he's amazing. Um, yeah, amazing yeah, it's, to it's help pretty hungry incredible. kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is amazing. I, I do think the food industry. I mean, we come out for stuff. I mean, we really do. I mean, you don't see dry cleaners like showing up and (laughs) donating dry cleaning for a week or, you know, I mean, we're asked and we do it. Yeah, we deliver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do as much as you can. Exactly. Because sometimes the number of requests can be overwhelming. Oh, it's brutal. And people don't always understand that, you know, and you feel bad. And it's like, it's not, they're all good causes. Yeah. Don't get, just we're one, we're we're a team. You know, there's two of us. 4,500 nonprofits in Sonoma County. Yeah. 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 It's like all competing for the same dollars. Yeah. It's amazing. And then every elementary school and then every, you know. Right. Church and. But also during the fires, when you talk about that, like I actually, one thing that stuck out for me about the fires were that everybody who could did regardless, like it wasn't just the chefs, like our linen company, I know took donated clothing, uh, lace house linen, Mm -hmm. took donated clothing from the, uh, the evacuation centers 
washed it all, folded it all, sorted it all, oh. and re-delivered it. Or I remember seeing uh, Tide, actually, which now I'm a, a total fan of Tide. They pulled up to the evacuation centers with these semi-trucks of washers and dryers, and it was called Loads of Love. Oh and basically, goodness. they would do everybody's laundry on their trucks for free. At, at, wow. at the evacuation centers. That's so cool. just because you were saying you don't yeah, see linen no, coming. Exactly. Like, yeah, they're, I don't think yeah, they normally the get the chance. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like the rental company when... Oh, yeah, when we called... The beds and the... Uh, when we were, were cooking at the Vets Building, we had to build a kitchen in no time at the Vets Building parking lot. So we called Encore and we called um, uh, right. Tents and Events, I think. Uh, I didn't call them. I don't know who... I don't know who the second company mm-hmm. was, whoever Krista at Boone works with. She called okay. them. But uh, I called Encore, and they showed up, delivered us ovens, sheet trays, rolling racks. Uh, Myers delivered all this equipment, so wow. we had bowls and pots. Like, I mean, it was pretty amazing. Like Everybody just showed up to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, yeah. because at incredible. that point we were, and we did, and we've since become much better friends with them. We cooked with them last summer up in Lake County, um, mm-hmm. Operation Barbecue Relief. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we all barbecue barbecues by, right. you know, big rigs and they're smart. You know, these guys can roll in with these things that'll cook a lot of protein and they're pretty self-contained, you know, so they don't mm-hmm. need a lot of infrastructure right. to get going. Um, but we all know barbecues slow by design and right. we were like, no, we need some cooking. Like we need to like yeah. knock some stuff out here. And yeah, they showed up with like eight ovens and propane and everything wow. we needed, speed racks and sheet trays and they're like yeah just nobody's renting it so call us when you're done yeah that was it awesome like and they showed up in probably 40 minutes yeah it was amazing you know we were like we're not going to get lunch out if we don't have actual ovens we need ovens yeah we're fortunate i mean fires really brought a lot of people together didn't some of it didn't last that long but (laughs) (laughs) in our very dysfunctional town um but it was so I have another question. How do you guys make your marriage work? <laughs> I love that question. Yeah. We have very different skill sets, so we don't really step on each other's toes all that much. Um, Dusky tends to like charge forward and just say yes, and I kind of hang in the background by and large and just handle like logistics and all these other things mm-hmm. where I just kind of like try to keep making things organized. Um, she does more of the business side of things. I do more of the food, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we, yeah. And I say, uh, he's got patience and I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and how about with the kids and with the kids? Uh, it's always been a juggle. Usually we would hand kids off. So I, like when they were much younger, I would do day and he would do night um, cause with the kids, because we did the opposite for Central. work. So I would work at night in the restaurant and he would work in the day to set up the night. Um, but now that they're older and driving, it's kind of right. like we get to actually see each other a little bit more. It's good. Well, you're going to see each other a lot right now. Yeah, now we have nights yeah. off, you know, <laughs> I had my first uh-huh. mother's day ever this mother's day because, uh, I had always worked yeah. on mother's day. Um, and so John had always said, uh, you know, when we retired, he was going to make me scones. And so uh, we didn't have a restaurant to work a double in with, you know, the mm-hmm. biggest day of the year. And so 
I got this inflatable unicorn for our pool <laughs> that is nine feet long. Like it's huge. I got on the inflatable unicorn. I had a bottle. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say a bottle, a glass, <laughs> a glass <laughs> of a champagne of glass. iron horse bubbles, actually. Uh, and John made scones. And uh, then because I would always be leaving, you know, four in the morning or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, you know, Sorry. like I got to go, but I will make you scones when we retire. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to what we're big Warriors fans. So we got oh, to watch the Warriors uh, mm-hmm. that night. There was a game. So mm. it felt like the luckiest day ever, actually, mm. which is kind of weird in the middle of all the mayhem. But yeah. it did feel like well, a lucky one. It's awesome that you can find, you know, the nuggets of, yeah. you know, goodness, hope, um, love, all of that stuff. In and between. we are we are a good team. Yeah. Like we're absolutely oh my God. a good team. You know, but so wonder... even in like, you know, fires and floods and all those mm-hmm. things, we tend to like start charging forward mm-hmm. you know dusky definitely has more stamina than i do for a lot of things but like we just tend to rather than like freaking out in the moment you know we just start like i don't know we're gonna do what we can right now with what's here and that's our plan right. and you know so that works and then if there's goofy things that we tend to start to dis if we start to disagree on things if mm-hmm. one person clearly cares more than the other then they get it Oh, it's just like if you care that much, like I'm not going to enter marriage over like a color choice on a wall. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, like you do it. You know, if it's that important to you, like it's yours then. Well, the guiding thing is always like, you know, the relationship matters the most. Right. So like whatever the conflict is, like somebody has to let it go because the relationship matters the most. Yeah. I've learned that, but took me a lot of years oh, no did, not with a husband but with john sometimes you know it it's but it's a matter of actually putting it into practice <laughs> like it's something you know one day especially if you go to a therapist you're like oh yeah that makes total sense i'm gonna do that and then you're in the middle of it and for some reason you can't let it go find the, that the tool you know <laughs> yeah, yeah certainly like with the floods like we had some people even people who are on our team that were you know kind of spinning and freaking out it's like you know like i've never done this before have you done this before like i don't know what i'm doing like no i don't have a plan okay but there's two feet of water in my business so we're gonna kind of do you know figure it out during the flood like we did have this group of kids that showed up from annalee these Mm. four guys that just did they stayed with us for like four days three were amazing amazing. like we didn't know them before like we knew one kid from Summerfield, Lucas Westman, uh, whose dad built our tables. And um, anyway, Lucas Westman, I, I texted him at you know six in the morning, like I need bodies down here because he was like an able-bodied young man. Mm-hmm. I figured who he, we knew could walk from the, like his home to the Barlow. Like right. the Barlow couldn't. One of their problems was that when they needed staff, all the roads were essentially closed, so they couldn't right. get anybody there to assist in this very complicated flood plan. But so I called like my high school busser who is young and strong, you know, and he brought a posse of friends from Annalie and who we had never met before. And then they ended up working for us for the whole week for free. I mean, that's amazing to help us like with all the things we were doing. Like they were amazing kids. Yeah. We and took them with us to, to Bottle Rock. Yeah. Oh, you did. So we did yeah. pay them at Bottle oh, Rock. Yes, we paid them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it was awesome. And but they were yeah. just, they were like those kids that sort of, you know, renew your faith in kids. Because right. we do all see sometimes maybe not the greatest people out there. Right. But they were just like, they showed up and they stood with us in water and 
poopy it's water. Amazing. Yeah, and they, you know, they found a kayak and floated in like a generator oh. and all these oh, crazy things. Wow. They're just like, yeah, what do you need? Yeah, they you did know? not give up. Like, w- you know, when we were fighting it, we had they got their kayaks, they got propane so we could keep. We had this pump that we were trying to get the water out. Right. So, but it kept needing propane every two hours. So they would ca- kayak yeah. propane in and out, and then the water was flowing in from the eastern side and northern side of our building because those sides were not buttoned up so anything we did on our sides of the building was useless didn't really matter right. so then right. we were trying to figure out how to sandbag within the building in the hallway to the bathroom but so they went and got bought us sandbags and like we were trying to you know we just kept trying to come up with right. solutions yeah like, one of them put like 800 pounds of sand in like a subaru outback i was like i don't oh think God. you can actually do that <laughs> that's amazing and, it's like that it car is not drive. designed to carry that yeah. weight like you put two bags oh. of concrete in there and it's probably gonna sag you know like oh, it's man. not yeah, yeah and sure then we you had to put move. your snowboard up on the roof but i don't know yeah. if it's designed to carry weight you know yeah and we, then we had to move all of our stuff out of there like you know they were just amazing kids they did mm. not give up and they kept trying to problem solve and that's the thing that sometimes i worry about the next generation right about, so do i like that they're they don't they don't have that grit that right. determination and that sort of creative mind to be like yeah endurance but also the mind to like problem solve like if this doesn't work then this if this doesn't right. work then this like a lot of times they need to be told everything right um and so it was it was it renewed faith for us mm-hmm. in the next generation to have these kids who did not give up and i was like i haven't seen kids like you it's awesome i mean that's like life lessons for them too i mean it's incredible yeah it was amazing so i'm gonna jump to tv yeah yeah (laughs) you're like superstar on tv um i remember when you were on top chef my brother would go did you see dusky did you see dusky it was really cute in new jersey and then um, guys, grocery games. Grocery games. Is that a real market? No, <laughs> but it's an amazing market. Exactly. I'm actually wearing the shirt. Oh yeah, but that's right. Um, yeah. So uh, you you probably know guy just got us Hollywood star. I did see that wow. actually. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So. I had the opportunity to go to his party, which and uh, that's how I got this T-shirt. Which but, was like the day uh, before Bottle yeah. Rock, so I stayed uh, here. Yeah, yeah. So, so John was didn't like, get dude, to go. I, can't. I was like, I have to go. I was uh-huh. like, that would be super cool, but I can't leave here right now. Like the logistics are just too yeah. much. I'm freaking out. But so it's a store that, that that is you know in Santa Rosa off of Todd Road in one of the warehouses, uh-huh. and uh, it's incredible. It's an amazing, <laughs> like designed place, you know. Uh, they make it like a grocery store. It's full of the best Real food. of the best. Yeah, yeah, right? They have black pig bacon. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And how many times did you do that? Uh, I've been on a judge on that show, I want to say just under 20 times probably. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And is it, do they stop takes or it just rolls right through? And The time is real. Time is real. The time is real. They mm-hmm. do not uh, alter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of the reality shows. I don't that think are, they altered like if for real chefs. Right. Like I think if it was a group of like firefighters in there, and we haven't been there, but I think right. maybe they'd be like, "Okay, guys, how about you get three more minutes so you can actually right. get food on a plate?" <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they, yeah. he's very cool. You know, so I think he may cut other people's slack. Uh-huh. He does not cut real chefs' slack. Right. Uh, but he's also, to me, the the one of the things I love about Guy 
is that a lot of the shows are hurtful shows. Like uh, the hunger in the American public is often for, you know, what we view as dramatic or captivating is actually rather mean. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the reality shows are really mean. Uh, and being one who like stands up there to judging or whatever, they're mean. Um, but his shows, guys shows are the most positive shows on that network. They are a hundred percent. Uh, he wants to hear kindness. He, you know, his, his main show obviously is diners, drive-ins and dives. Mm -hmm. And that's all about supporting small business and family run business. It's not chains. It's not money driven. It is a hundred percent. He wants Mm -hmm. to make that type of business survive and last Mm -hmm. uh, and build, you know, he, he provides an amazing gift to all those small business owners because once they're on that show, the business totally is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's an amazing gift that he gives, but so and guys, grocery games is the same. I mean, it's still a contest and the contests Mm -hmm. are definitely ridiculous. Uh, to have to <laughs> shop and cook uh-huh. in 30 minutes. Like shopping takes you about 10. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be somewhere between eight and 12 mm-hmm. minutes to shop. So now you've taken your half hour to 20 or less minutes. And in 20 or less minutes, it's very hard to come up with something oh, good. Oh, I can't even. And you don't get to, so you don't decide in advance. Oh, no. No, it's, it's like real. real. They truly throw it yeah. at you and and you have to think in that time while you're shopping so while you're shopping you're trying to figure it out and but then also he's he'll throw some weird ridiculous thing in the middle of your shop you know like you know oh. or the the task itself will be impossible like make your best cheesy dish out of the freezer aisle only and like cheese doesn't <laughs> freeze all that well so you're supposed to like pick all the cheese off the top of the pizza right. or <laughs> like i got cheese blintzes and I uh tried to pick the you know ricotta filling out of the inside of the blintz Uh, but you it's really hard to make something delicious out of that you know but guy still even though probably often it's not all that delicious uh he really only wants to hear about the things that were brilliant in the dish or that he wants kindness he does not want that's awesome you know and that is a to me that's refreshing Mm -hmm. on on competition shows to yeah. have it be, can you come up with something good to say? Because right. that's what you need to do here. Because we're not about harming people. Right. You know? Right. So, and he's and a it's giver. Brutal. I mean, and chefs in general, I mean, they're such artists that it's it's hard in the beginning to put yourself out there and have someone critique or tell you whether they like something or don't like something. I mean, I very difficult. I mean like being an artist you put your masterpiece up and it's for everybody's opinion oh yeah and for the world to see for the world i mean to i've see. done ridiculous things like i made uh, liquid nitrogen on tv for a million people to see liquid nitrogen ice cream on tv and i had never done it before in my life wow so you know and that's kind of like did it work out it actually did i had i had made a mistake in one of the shows uh with guy actually he uh we were supposed to make a Korean comfort food. And originally he said, I can't remember. It was like pizza, dessert, or I can't remember the third category. But then in the middle of the shop, he said, you can do any comfort food. So then in the middle of the shop, I changed 
first I was going to do Korean dessert when he said that. And then in the middle of my shop, I changed everything to Korean fried chicken because everybody can make awesome Korean fried chicken. You right. just get some of that sort that right. gojujang and uh-huh. you add a little bit of like ginger and sugar and soy and it's going to be delicious, you know? So I was like, I can make the... So I did my own comfort food. But then when I got to the table and I started butchering all the chicken, guy came over and he said, um, what are you doing? And I was like, Korean fried chicken. You said any comfort food. And he was like, no, I didn't say that. What he meant was that you could do any of the three categories. So I, of course, oh, interpreted ha- oh. <laughs> I interpreted it the way I wanted to interpret it, right. which was do anything you want. Right. So I'll do fried chicken. <laughs> It'll be delicious. <laughs> but so basically with 15 minutes left, I then had to shop again and make an item, oh. which was not possible. But I did do it. I went back in the store. I got a cake mix. uh, And my daughter had taught me. I actually practice before going on these shows. You do? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I practice like 10 and 20 minute items. And and either the restaurant kitchen or our home kitchen is a disaster. And so, (laughs) but my daughter had told me about this this cake called a 3-2-1 cake. Where you take three tablespoons of cake mix two tablespoons of water and one minute in the microwave and you put it in a mug and that is somebody's cake so i grabbed i grabbed all these korean chilies and stuff and i got grabbed a chocolate cake and i made like a chocolate chili korean spice cake and then i made ginger gelato with the dry ice which took under five minutes and then i whipped egg whites i basically made a baked alaska right wow uh and I did it in less than 15 minutes, and it involved making ginger ice cream beca- because of the dry, the liquid nitrogen. That's amazing. Like, but I had never done that before in my life. But I was like, I'm, if I'm going to learn, I better learn in front of a million yeah. people watching me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually really, when Dusky was on, so Dusky's been on Iron Chef twice. Oh, right, right, and right. going into that, the kids, I mean, the kids were young. And they would come up with these crazy challenges, like to the point where I was like, should I start sending these to the producers? Because they would be like, no, like you have three ingredients, like, and we would pull like a hunk of elk out of the freezer and and they'd be like, and water is one of your ingredients and you have to wear rollerblades and cook outside and, you know, and. And one of them would sort of be like the Donatella character because she wanted to wear heels and walk around in heels. And the other one was sort of the production person. So she would, I have these like shop lights that are battery powered and she would stand up on our counter and be like the camera person. (laughs) And like asking me mean questions. Like, why are you doing that, chef? Yeah, yeah, just to create stress. And it's like, you know, these are good enough. I mean, they're ridiculous, but no more ridiculous than what you see there, you know? And so... Just yeah, so you know, always... we had elk in our freezer because the Martinelli's gave it to us. Oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing better than an elk taco. If you can get your hands on some, make yeah. tacos, man. It's awesome. But yeah, so the kids, that's how the kids kind of got involved. And we, yeah, they would sort of film and camera and. Yeah. Unreal. But so yeah, it's been a family affair. And it's actually, I mean, uh-huh. even though I, it's crazy nerve wracking and I am not a good loser. Which but you I'm, still love it. You still keep doing it over and over again. It's an adrenaline rush, and mm-hmm. I love the people on the on the team. Like I love all of guys' staff and team. Mm-hmm. They're really a fun, amazing people. Yeah. yeah, he gets a bad rap. He does, and yeah. I think it's unfair. Yeah, I well, mean, people it's just gotta you know. be. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, honestly, where like the world of food is huge. Huge. And so, like, there's a spectrum. 
But we're all kind of on the spectrum, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's not he's not Kyle up at Single Thread, but he, but he makes this food that appeals to like this enormous that. chunk of people. Right. You know, and he's a good person. Like for anything, any way you could judge somebody, he's a good person. Right. Like he's a good husband. He's a good dad. He's a good kid to his parents. Like he looks out for all the people around him. Like. Yeah, that's the stuff that You know, matters. it's one of those things like, sure, you know. And he would have had like a yellow pickup truck, whether or a Corvette, right. whether he could have afforded it or not. <laughs> right. he still, he's pretty much who I think he would have been regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, but, he just would have been, he would just been like the dad at the swim meet. It's like, sure, let's fire up the grill. Let's go, you know? Right. But he's, you know, we last summer when we were up in like Lake County for, you know, cause he has a house up there, um, during the fires, first the like Red Cross or whoever it was, Salvation Army maybe wanted him to cook out of some evacuation center and. He does some filming up at his house up there, like the ranch stuff. Um, and he was like, no, why don't we just do it at my house? Like, I got a kitchen. It's pretty set up, you know, but he, because of some of the limitations of his kitchen, uh, he called us to be like, you know, can you make me potato salad for like, you know, 400 people or whatever? Mm-hmm. So we went up there and we sent all this food off at the Salvation Army. But then he went around to like all the first responders. Like we just drove around for hours to like these random roadblocks. And gave the guys like salads and things because they eat those like meals ready to eat that are mm-hmm. just, I mean, they're calorie rich or whatever you need, but they're right. junk on your system. Right. You know, so it's like, here's some salad. Want some salad, guys? Yeah. You know, and then that it lifts their spirits because, you know. Right. It's homemade. Yeah. And, and just yeah. they're happy to see Guy and mm-hmm. he spends time and talks to people. We drove around to like police stations and roadblocks and. I would, wow. When you were describing that you, you know, even when you were told that Cal Fire didn't need you anymore, they still were calling mm-hmm. you. It's because they wanted that like soulful, yeah. cared for food. And so even though they may have had those ready packs that you could pour water on, mm-hmm. you know, we walked through, you know, the, the different fire stations with all these trays of awesome pork that was smoked and, mm-hmm. you know, potato salad that was real deal potato salad, like, yum, mm-hmm. and salads and things. And we walked through with, you know, food that someone had made for caringly, right? you know, made for them. And buy those boxes of that ready-made stuff which yes they had it to eat but it feels so different when you're in weeks of firefighting and that's what you're living on versus a periodic ray of sun you know which is what you were providing which is what we did I mean the best compliment we got the whole time was afterwards at some point the chief of police said they well they named the fire the 10 pound fire (laughs) because they gained so much weight they said we've never eaten such good food like everybody at all the different areas it's like it just kept coming it kept coming but all the chefs came together it wasn't just us it was just so many people and um yeah it's can't really forget yeah yeah. yeah, I went to a thing at the Sebastopol Fire Department because we'd cooked for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then after the fires, we did a whole event in the restaurant for them. Mm. So I don't know if it was the mayor or somebody asked. They're the like, mayor. can you do this? We're mm-hmm. like, sure, yeah, we'll do it yeah. on night we're closed. We invited all these guys in. And so they had a dinner and they invited me. But it turned out they do it once a year for people that just help them. So mm-hmm. I was there with a guy who had like tinted the chief's windows and just like all these random uh-huh. things. But it was super uh-huh. small town and it was really yeah. sweet and it was That's very genuine. Awesome. Um, yeah, and it was just kind of like, and they were just like, no, thanks. No, but yeah. on the morning of the flood, actually, the fire chief was, who was texting me. He was the first person to call us. Wow. He was like, like oh, you better realize. get to the restaurant. Like, it's wow. getting close. 
Like, and that was like at 5.30 in the morning on Wednesday that's, morning. That's like, huge. Yeah, they yeah. were like, do you realize where the water is right now? Because what we had been yeah. receiving from the Barlow at that point. Well, we hadn't received anything at that point. We received something at four the afternoon before. Mm-hmm. Just like, we don't expect much flooding. It's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. Ooh. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's <laughs> like, okay, imagine. we got to get down here right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> You guys still raising animals? We are. We have uh, goats, sheep, one pig whose name is Lucky. Wait, yeah. How come you only have one pig? <laughs> one pig. Because right actually... before the fires, we kind of cleared the decks. Um, and the so, flood. I mean, right I'm sorry, right flood. before the flood. Right before the flood, right. we cleared the decks and we haven't restocked. But right. the one pig that is named Lucky, who will always live with us. because uh, yeah, Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Her name is fitting. Uh, she's a teacup pot belly pig who Aww. is by no means like, a really? teacup. Okay. Well, <laughs> they said so. But if you look at her, she is not. How many pounds? It's probably 80, 90 pounds. Okay, yeah. wow. Well, it's yeah. still small in comparison. Yeah. Comparison, yeah, yeah but yeah. not small by any uh-huh. means. Wow. And she lived in our house for a year and a half, but now she lives outside with the goats and sheep and ducks and rabbit and chickens. Wow. So, yes, we still have a, a whole gaggle, and they bring us much joy every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys still do your BLT party? So uh, that is always on Labor Day, and of course you are invited, even though I feel like it's your busiest time, so you, it's hard to get over there but yeah. uh, from east to west county. But um, we were trying to decide because uh, we're taking Bridie to college. Uh, Where is she going, She's by the way? going to a school called St. Olaf in Minnesota, wow. and she's starting a direct admit nursing program. So we're very excited for her, and we're, I just actually this morning booked our all of our tickets to take her there but we are flying back the sunday before the monday and Ooh. our other daughter said you can't bail on the party oh uh, so yeah we're gonna work it we're gonna make it so oh my <laughs> so yeah. save the date if you if it hasn't yeah. already been double a couple of hundred people showing up at right. your house exactly <laughs> how hard can that be yeah. <laughs> But that that was wasn't it always the weekend when the auction was yes for a while it was like always like getting through that time. crazy weekend the party and then the auction and then yeah yeah I think I never made it out of sheer exhaustion more than yeah oh no yeah. trust it there yeah. were times where I was like really yeah. we're doing yeah. this yeah it's amazing like, this is what we're gonna do so on the Monday people, we're gonna have like three hundred so people, people at our house. just have to bring a tomato they have to bring it yeah we it's BYO tomato yeah. And we cook like <laughs> it's for over a hundred pounds of bacon. It's, it's and awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. And then all the yeah. winemakers, because it's just the beginning yeah. of harvest, so a lot of them just pop in and out, but bring amazing wines. I so bet. it's it's a pretty righteous yeah. shindig. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> what, what do you guys like to drink as far as wine goes? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a huge fan of Riesling. Okay. Uh, which mm-hmm. of course is not all that local. There are a couple yeah. of the Mendocino, maybe. Like, yeah. But uh, I also love bubbles, so mm. Iron Horse is, is a stomping ground I go to a lot, for mm. sure. <laughs> um, big fan of bubbles. And then Davis Family Vineyards makes um, one of my favorite uh, white Rhone blends, which maybe oh. you'd appreciate, oh. called Cuvée Luc. Mm. It's a Marsan, Roussan, and Viognier uh, blend, and I can't stop drinking it once it's open. It's a little bit wow. dangerous. It's so good. Next time I see you, I'll give you to, a bottle. I'm have yeah, to it out. it's pretty amazing. But so, um, 
Those are some of my favorite. I also love Martinelli makes amazing. Have you ever had the Jackass Zinn? Mm-hmm. Dude, that yeah. is the biggest, yeah. fullest. Like, I've had yeah. the, the Muscat from Jackass. Oh. They, they do a Muscat that's really good. I but, have it on my counter. We oh, just yeah. did a dinner mm-hmm. with them. So it was nice. pretty amazing. But I mean, I feel it, you know, Dry Creek uh, Vineyards does an amazing Sauvignon Blanc that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does oh, Ferrari we're so Carano. Lucky. I mean, like, yeah. I tend to, yeah, that amazing Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc. I love Preston for mm-hmm. all things that they do. Like, the, the olive oil, the Barbera, the bread, like yeah. you name, like everything they've going on up there is so fun. Bella's yeah. in too. I love now mm-hmm. that they're. Is Ziggy back. still involved with that? With Bella? Yeah. Didn't she do something with them for a while? I don't know. She had her birthday party there, so she oh, might have maybe. a long time hey, ago. Hey, Zig, how are you? Hope you're listening. <laughs> like, it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, we're so lucky. Claypool Cellars. Have you mm. been there? No. So Les Claypool of Primus has a, a winery right by our house in Forestville. Oh, wow. And uh, he, they make amazing uh, champagne, actually, from France. A rosé sparkling. That they bring in. They bring in. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And uh, love their rosé. They're still rosé. Um, so, and they're fun to hang out with. Mm. They have dance parties if you go over to their oh, tasting room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we like the dance That's party. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the lights are on. They're there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about In the your hours. Spare time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so fun. And so, what, what are you guys thinking? Like, as far as opening a spot, like you're just gonna let it lie for a little bit, or do you have some sort of vision of where you'd like to be? Even just geographically, like I mean, I know you're you're where your house is so you probably don't want to go too far that Um, was a big deal when we were uh when we had to move out of zazu number one because of a landlord fight uh we were looking for where to go and we actually looked and i'm sure you looked there too cornerstone which is this beautiful yes uh, i love cornerstone gardens and we looked where sunset now is i think Mm -hmm. uh we looked at working out of there for a while but i was like we would have to sell the farm and move and um so that is a hard you contemplation because bullet. when you work late night, <laughs> yeah. But when you work At late night and, and with as much sort of ferocity, you know, we yeah. don't we don't stop as right. as you don't either. So then I'm so tired at night when I'm done. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm very and... lucky to make it five to ten minutes. Yeah. You know, so that's a consideration in in figuring out where where to go in mm-hmm. space I don't know but we're I don't know you know yeah I mean it's kind of cool I mean I, I don't know like if I thought like most of my you know my being my you know what you live day and day and day you know was like one day gone you know what would I do I would have no idea yeah I, I when it's hard it's like you have this pause and then it's like, what do you do? Like, do you have the energy to start it up all again? It takes a lot. Um, you know, and there's tons of things to do. You know, well, my lesson, and I don't know whether you own any of your buildings, but we've never owned a building. No, and nor do we. It seems to me like that was a critical mistake if I had to educate the next generation. Right. Uh, when I looked at, we've paid landlords over $850,000 yeah. in our 
19 years of having restaurants. Oh gosh, I do it, not want to do that do formula. You never do done math. that for, I mean, I we did it yeah. no, maybe John yeah. has, but no, I wouldn't even I was so upset. That. I was yeah. like, I am so dumb, oh, but I never in had San the Francisco? money. When, yeah. you, when you add up how much rent you paid when you were in San Francisco, yeah. it's like, holy shit, you know, we could have bought two houses. We should like, have. What, what, yeah. what were we thinking? Yeah, we should have bought, yeah. but we didn't have, yeah. we didn't have it. Right. But now with cannabis, like anything in light industrial is at a price range too, because that's all shot up. But then yeah. I think about, and I know you care about this issue too, like you can't be in the restaurant industry or in Sonoma County and not care about this issue, but like the immigration thing for me is Brutal. so upsetting. And so, and when, uh, when I accepted the chef job at one of Tom's restaurants, I had also, I was trying to decide, do I go to Lewis and Clark Law School or do I take Tom Douglas's chef job? And I took the chef job of Palace and I didn't go to law school. But, you know, so, you know, part of it is, do we, do we do something totally else? Like, A, I'd like to own a building. Right. Or B, do I, like, go to law school now, even though I'm 50, and fight for the immigrants? Yeah. Because that mm. is, like, they, the folks that yeah, I they had need, on my they team people. were the hardest working, most loving, mm-hmm. you know, and they're so terrified. Yeah. And it's not right. No, I, I mean, and they should be terrified because it's crazy. I mean, people are crazy and it, it, it's sad. It's and when you think of the labor shortage also, it's like, seriously, it's, we need people. We need we them. need people. We need people to farm. We need people to pick grapes. We need people for, unfortunately, jobs that not everyone will do. No, no. Just driving here, we drove past. You know, they're building a new hotel in Railroad Square, and um, it's essentially all like modular because they're like, there's not, there's nobody, there's to, nobody yeah, here. There's no, and that's super cool that they're building a modular thing. But it's like, so all that labor is happening in Idaho, right? And they're shipping these things here, yeah. right? And then somebody is just with a crane and a like half dozen guys are stacking yeah. it up like yeah. Legos. Yeah. So is that helping our local economy? Not really. Not really. Kind of. It'll eventually it'll fill with help, help for now. With it'll get you know it'll get be a place for tourists to stay. Right. But that doesn't it, to an extent that helps the local economy. But you know it's not well, not if we have enough jobs. people to you know no exactly do all the, anyone now that I hear who's opening yeah. anything I'm just like where where yeah, are you getting where are you staff people we had so I think we had three weddings on Saturday congratulations. Oh. <laughs> Ask Sandra if she was at any of those. I was not at any she, of those. I don't go to any of the catering events. No weddings for sure. No. Um, but one wedding, they had four no-shows from From Bolt, the staff? From a, yep. From a staffing company that we had to use because we didn't have enough staff. And then two showed up at one wedding and decided to just go after bar service. They didn't even stay for the dinner. I mean, there is right, it's just, and you know, East Coast, the first thing when I moved from Philadelphia to here, the biggest thing I noticed is such a cultural difference between work ethic from East Coast to West Coast. Now, I it could probably, the ethic could be the same. It's just the younger generation and people's ability to, they can go anywhere they want. Ah, I don't like this. They're mean to me or, you know, it was too hard. I had to work, walk too far or whatever it is. And it's, there's no commitment. People don't, ha- you know, not everybody. I mean, we have a no, great but a lot of the people, staff. you know, we've talked with people at wineries who, you know, they all need to go through these staffing agencies now because yeah. 
the people can, the staff can make so much more money. Right. So you got to pay like 50 bucks an hour because right. the staffing no, agency, bucks an hour, you know, the staffing say. agency takes half. Right. But then the staff themselves, they like it because they're making more money per hour, but they're not committed to your business. Exactly. So, exactly. and then you get people showing up who it's like, I need you to make omelets and they don't know how to do that. Right. And right. it's like, so now I got to train you and you're not going to necessarily be here tomorrow. Yeah. It's, Brutal. You know, it's, you know. Yeah. And I, and that I makes it hard. That pulls you go. back as far as like yeah. what you can do. You know, I know mm-hmm. tons of business owners who are actually scaling back in many they ways to where they to. were five or 10 years ago because ultimately they can actually make more money. It's almost yeah, like well, Dusky and I going back right. to this model of the original the right. doing the, yeah. It's like, no, if you'll, I can make all the pasta lower, and Dusky can cook it all, then like the guest is yeah, way happier. And if low, it's only yeah. what we can physically touch, it's better. Right. They're going to see you. that isn't necessarily you. a great thing for everybody. You and, know, and like not, it's exhausting. Yeah. And how sustainable, you know, yeah. like when you have other things, I mean, the one thing about growing the business is it gave me the ability to do some things that if I was still working the floor, I wouldn't have been, a, I wouldn't have been able to do. Right. And you know, so that's, but that's, I think you have the love of your craft and that's going to keep you figuring out how yeah. you want to do it. Though I think law school would be pretty cool. Would be <laughs> those people would get a lot of good help. You know, you know, I fight. I'm a good fighter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be huge. And I don't but, give up like those yeah, kids. Yeah, I know. So, oh, who knows? Yeah, you know, with thinking about well, all kinds the next of time you come on the show, you know, we'll come back and and maybe shed and yeah. Oh, I'm I am going to send that email, but um. Yeah, it's just so fun. It's nice yeah. to, this is like the longest we've ever sat. <laughs> Next <laughs> time let's do it with a running. cocktail or oh, a glass of wine. We should have opened something. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. Oh. Do you have any last inquiring questions? No, I just want to thank you both for, you know, someone who was raised here in this area, but I didn't quite understand nose to tail mentality necessarily. Um, I think my first sort of aha moment was when I remember we were doing some sort of benefit dinner and we asked for donations and, um, Leland at Humboldt grass fed, um, said, Oh yeah, we're willing to donate some meat for your thing. And I, I I think we said, okay, well we need like 36 fillets. And and he he said, um, what do you want me to do with the rest of it? And we were like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't, yeah, you I gotta, can't just you, give you 30. You got to take the like, shame. Like, right. That? What am I doing with the rest of no. the cow? And I was like, oh, I never thought about that before. And so it sort of hit home when it was when it was something that you were working on and you could sort of vision like, oh, so I'm just going to go and I'm going to rip the, the fin off this shark and then. Like, what am I expecting yeah. them to do with the rest of it? And, um, yeah. So I, I appreciate what you guys do and Sandra and, and John do the same thing. And it's really important, um, to honor the animal. I'm trying to, I, I know that the reason you were a vegetarian, I think for a while is cause you weren't willing to actually do the, do yeah, the, the deed. deed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and my daughter is currently eating meat, but I have a feeling that if I try and introduce her to a slaughter, um, that she might go vegetarian on me. Um, I do think I have to tell you, it's interesting. So when we had the restaurant, you know, we did, we served all the parts different ways, you know, and 
sometimes we would do a whole fish, you know, like a, a Dorad or a Branzino yeah, or, yeah. you know, and someone would say like, can you cut the face off? I don't want to look at the eyes. And I'm, I'm just like, you need to own what you did, you yeah. know, like, uh, and that's, that makes you care more that the, you know, that the ocean floor isn't destroyed and that that right. fish gets to swim around where there might be coral and that it's not netted in a way that scrapes the bottom and destroys everything, you know, yeah. right. so that we make sure we're fishing right to care for the ocean. You, you, you need to look at that fish if you're going to eat it, you know? And so for us, we would always have the cooks come out and see that final moment because I felt like once you did that, I mean, it's very few people that really want to be vegetarians, you know, but once you see them give their life, you are sure that you want them to have at least had a great time while they were here and you want to eat every part. Like you don't want it wasted. So our cooks would not burn things anymore because if you burn it it's in the garbage and right Right. you know like you can't do that yeah so it it gives you a respect for and i feel like that even about like when we had zazu both zazus we would do several items out of the boxes that we were farming in that were you pick and it could be a simple thing like you pick your radish for your antipasti Mm -hmm. or you pick your lemon verbena for your cocktail or you know it it wasn't all that complicated you could Mm -hmm. run out there and or you pick your squash blossom and i'll deep fry it for you right you know whatever (laughs) It, it was nothing really that hard but a i feel like people got a sense of how long it takes things to grow like that it takes like two months for something to grow at least you know right so if not years like this was the first year in i want to say nearly a decade that we got cherries on our tree we had so many awesome cherries on our tree but it took like 10 years for that tree to finally be a giver you know but so and now you're savoring each every cherry is like we would run out each year and get like six each you know and fight the birds for those six you know but this year i think we got over five gallons like it was unreal you know like john had to make a lot of cherry jam but um, for your scones (laughs) exactly for the scones but but so to me running outside and having to pick something you get the respect for how long it takes something to grow and or and I know you probably do this too, when you get favas in the spring, for example, the fava bean that everybody eats is like one-tenth of what the plant produces. It's mostly this huge stock with all these leaves. And like, so we would use the leaves for salad and we would make green pasta noodles with them. And like, you name it, I put that green stuff in everything, you know, to try to have it have a different life or roasting charred stems. or So we take that snout to tail to vegetables too, uh, that nothing should be wasted and that you should like appreciate the gift that, our right. earth gives us because we want to care for this earth yeah you know we're, like, we're, and unfortunately as a whole we haven't done the best job i know ever, we as we're feeling it turn it around yeah, yeah. have yeah. you guys ever seen a cashew growing no what does it look like it's the it's the weirdest where, where thing. Did we, where did we get? Well, we were, we were we had uh, Miyoko on who does oh, um, yeah, plant yeah, based cashew um, butter. Are butter you still, and, by the way, are you still cheese. a vegan today? It's been three weeks now. Yeah, he he gives himself challenges <laughs> on the air. I'm going a month. So I'm wow, three weeks that's in. hard. I try yeah. to cook vegan like once a week, and 
you can get flavors, but you definitely yeah. want her where bu- it's like her butter is delicious. Really? Yeah, because oh. yeah, like a lot of times with vegan, at least for me, it's like you know, like if I could just put some yogurt on this, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. How much you know, like, have you lost? Like it opens all those it's flavors. About eight pounds that I've lost since I started, but it's not because I'm not eating meat. It's just because you you're like so mindful of everything you're putting in your mouth. Whereas, especially working in restaurants, at the end of the night they're putting out the cheese. They're putting out. Yeah. We have a little extra risotto. Here's the mashed potatoes that are left over, and you're those just, are all the best you're just parts. shoveling stuff in your that mouth buttery mashed potato I know. with a little sour cream I know the mm. buttery <laughs> mashed <laughs> potato one more week one more week I got one more week one more week right. and risotto yeah. with cheese in there but then to see I just made risotto at home I did vegetable risotto with corn and zucchini and um and used olive oil to start put some garlic in there and then I used little Miyoko's butter and and um salt and pepper and yeah, go but, to Jane. But she, go did, she showed us the cashew oh, plant. Oh, so yeah. So the the it just seems like the most so incredible bizarre. waste of power. But it's like it looks like an apple, and then the cashew is one little cashew that grows off the bottom. This, but it comes out of the size of an apple. No, no, no. no, no, no. The no, cashew the, comes the, out the, of this cashew apple. Yeah, but is so, it a normal sized apple? It's uh, that much it, of it a looks, thing. It looks, looks basically like, a, like yeah. an apple. I've heard yeah, they're or a quince almost. They so eat them, like, but it's only in tropical. It's like Vietnam. I mean, it's tropical, Thailand. so they're never watering the, these plants. The, yeah, so it's an apple, and then out of the bottom, just one like this cashew. One cashew. Um, it didn't no, look it didn't, like no. it. No, it's but bizarre. it seems like an incredible waste of but energy also, to get like all that cashew butter. Yeah. And I so love now, cashews. but when I go to the store and I see a bag of cashews, now that's what I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking, I know holy why they're crap, so expensive. That's like a whole tree yeah. well, that's, of these apples to make that little see, bag. Exactly. I feel yeah. like everyone should have to go harvest. Yeah. I actually <laughs> pitched a show like that on Food Network. I feel like people should have to see how hard it is to harvest these yeah. things. Yeah. Because then they would be more appreciative. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know? put on your your uh, gardening gloves and go pick some blackberries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just actually <laughs> saw <laughs> I saw a picture of you actually tilling the farm behind the fig. How many years ago? Maybe ten years ago, and then we were at imagery when Abby came. Uh huh. Yeah, it was very cute. She was so little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she used to love Those just going out in the garden. Those were days where we imagery. could actually get staff to come to the farm to do a little bit of work. That those days are gone. Yeah. People are busy and time is valuable and you know, you can't really afford to pay everybody to be a farmer. No. You know? But yeah. No, it's tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even with like interns where, you know right. not that I don't understand the value of like, you know, everybody's time. Of course, Sometimes but there's where, some learning and... You know, where we had interns from like the Culinary Institute forever, but then towards the end, you know, where you have to start paying them, it's like, you know, yeah. like if I'm teaching you how to cut up a pig, I, I don't necessarily need to teach you right. to be there. Right. I mean, I don't need to pay you. Right, yeah. and you need the credits. You know, it's like, I, I can do this faster actually without right. you. Yeah. And right. my staff knows how to do this. Yeah. So... So did they ask you to come on The Butcher Show? There's a new show called The no, Butcher. I know Dave... Pretty well. Oh Dave yeah, from we Marina actually. Meats. Yes, yeah. yes, they carry our bacon. Yeah. Yes. I actually. Was, I don't know that I would. I would personally never do a show. Of yeah. I did a screen It's just test. not my game. Like any like the stuff Dusky talks about, I would just freeze. It's not how I cook. Yeah. I just can't. I couldn't be like you know. Here's a can of spaghettios yeah. and some passion fruit. <laughs> Make a steakhouse dinner, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah it's I a casserole. I can't do that. I'm gonna leave now. Uh-huh. It's just not. It's I, my brain doesn't function like that. Mm-hmm. I can walk around in a garden and be like, oh, I'm going to make this tonight. Or, no. you know, this morning I woke up and I, or yesterday, I guess I should say, I made 
bagels. You know, I finished baking mm. this morning, but I was like, I want a bagel. And so like, I can do that, but I can't. It was the yeah. best bagel ever. I, I have to tell you, I had it in the car on the way here. Mm. That's why we were a couple minutes late because <laughs> he had to get them out of the oven. And so I grabbed one and I had Dusky it on runs the late a lot. So I, I kind of allotted for that lateness. And I was like, I need like five And then I was minutes. on time. Yeah. And I was but, like, what do you mean we're leaving? It's five minutes to when we're supposed to be leaving. I'm like, you're not. This is the one time. Like I, you know, normally I'm the one standing at the door. Like we said we got to go. And I was like, no, no, no. I need, I need like six more minutes. But so I went to this bagel place have you ever been to black seed in new york city no so they are a wood-fired oven bagel place in new york city Mm. and they have at least three locations and i went i was doing this big beard house event uh in new york and one it was actually i think emily lucchetti who mm-hmm. used to have stars? Does, mm-hmm. You know, she was the pastry chef at Stars. Emily Stars dessert book is my favorite dessert. Yeah. Book. So Emma, Emily okay, Lucchetti had bought <laughs> and some, Jimmy Dodge's American Baker. Yes, mm-hmm. love Jimmy. Those Dodge. are my two favorite baking books of mm-hmm. all time. But so uh, she had bought at some auction a cooking class at Blackseed, and so she invited ten of us to go to Blackseed one night oh, for a cooking awesome. class, which was so it was all chefs. It was awesome. So and. I learned how to make the bagel. So, of course, I pocketed the recipe, brought it home. And then this morning, John's like, or yesterday, John was like, I want to make bagels. And I was like, I have the best recipe in the whole wide world right there in that book. Wow. So uh, we got to have those. I decided that we should open up Forestville uh, Bacon and Bagel. <laughs> oh, I love it. There you go. <laughs> He's not into it. Okay. <laughs> but I think we could totally make, you know, uh-huh. you know that New York sandwich that's like bacon, egg, and cheese on a hard roll? Or is it a hard roll? Yeah. It is a hard it's roll. It's this like Kaiser roll. It's yeah. not a hard roll really yeah. in that hard roll sense of the word. Well, that's it's, what they call like it. like poppy yeah. seeds. Yeah. It's a very but I was classic thinking, New York thing. We should do bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Yeah. That's messy. Mm. <laughs> See, but because of your brain and how it functions, then they would be like, well, just do bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Oh, wait. Well, if we're going to be there and there's going to yeah, be eggs, well then, do potatoes. you know, well, then I'll be there like, should be like a, make an the omelet, pimento cheese. Then, Let's make yeah. it bacon, egg, and pimento cheese on exactly. a bagel. Exactly. And then if there's going to be bacon, there's cream egg. cheese in the pimento cheese, so that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And pimento and, and, and bacon are perfect ride, together. You know, exactly. And it's then all awesome. of a sudden, my like four hour a day retirement job is like a full mm-hmm. restaurant gig again. And can you make pasta? And what about we cook this pig? And then, yeah. I love it. I'm not asking too much. <laughs> no, it's just that ADD mind, you know, just like, you know, one's good, 10 is better, you know. <laughs> Can you grow the jalapenos to pickle to put into the pimento cheese? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The scarcity great. of people, yeah, that's. Yeah, right now. Oh, my goodness. That's why people love you guys. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yep. I know my jaw is hurting from smiling so much today. <laughs> well, if people want to get a hold of the soap or the bacon or t-shirts, like where can they go? So we have a website, blackpigmeatco.com. And our email, if you want us to come bring our truck or our bodies to your party, yeah. uh, we are happy to help you throw your party. You can email us at eat at zazukitchen.com. And Instagram account. We have all those things. They're all Zazu Kitchen or Dusky Estes or John Stewart. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
All those good things. You can look under all three things. Um, do you have a bunch of pens left over we from the so restaurant? We have so many pens. Do you need some pens? My daughter loves those. Pens. Oh, I, I can give you a box. Okay. I'll have Brady bring it to the swimming. Have you ever had those? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, they light up. It's a pig pen. Oh, little pigs. Oh, it was awesome. so that, that when you sign the check, the pig would light up. And so oh. we figured when anyone was signing their tip and their you know signing their life away on the check yeah that that would make them laugh and they'd be happy on right. the exit make them so, we're a big fan mine, of pens like pens yeah, are like magnets they get it's, out in the world and they oh, just they stay do. there they you do. know it's great i love when people pick that wouldn't yeah That's someone awesome, for a pen though. and they pick a girl in the fig pen yeah. out of their purse and it's they have so no great. idea that i used to work there i'm like oh my god i can't believe those things yeah. that where they go is amazing <laughs> yeah amazing yeah yeah um, like and I want to get a shout out to Liz and Jason. I know she's sort of a connector, uh, Liz and Fred who own Starling in, yes. um, in Sonoma, but Liz and I used to work together, not only at the girl in the fig, but also for, um, a catering company. Um, and, and I know Liz is friends of, uh, yours and Tracy's as well. And yeah. And, and Fred uh, too. They, yeah, they Fred, carry yeah. our, yeah. we love Your Starling. Popcorn. I yeah. wish they were open right now so we could go down the road, uh. but they, <laughs> they carry our popcorn and our chicharrones. Yep. And we're we're talking about possibly bringing the truck there every now and again to do I, a little parking lot stop. That would yeah. be awesome because <laughs> that Starling is a uh, Fairmont South. Um, really? All, is that yeah, true? Yeah, all the employees, that's where they go after. They don't go to Steiner's. They don't go uh-huh. down to Murphy's or whatever. That's they go awesome. to Star. You know, it's a little more sophisticated. Uh, Fred, you know, and Fred and Liz know what they're doing. So they know yeah, how to make killer cocktails. Amazing cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. And music. And I mean, it's just they have. Cool I was thinking spot. about what do you think about this? I was thinking about bringing. We used to make amazing fried chicken, mm-hmm. and uh, but we also used to make these amazing uh, bacon and maple donuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So doing fried chicken and donuts together instead of fried chicken and waffles, but uh-huh. doing it with the maple bacon Yum. donut. That yes. sounds amazing. My head is shaking up and down. And then yeah. you get oh, yeah. a huge awesome cocktail. Yeah. You yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah, and Liz will even come up with something that pairs like, perfectly. Right, <laughs> right. No, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Something with bourbon. I know that's a total bourbon right yeah. there. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. Jason will be on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you um, want to go check out some past episodes, you can always go to thebikegoeson.com. Um, Sandra, I was navigating it the other day. It's really nice. The website, I don't, I don't know if it's you or who's working on it, but it's, it's super easy, which I appreciate in websites. Um, um, super easy to navigate and you can get everything you need there. You can also go to radiomisfits.com. Ooh, what about our new... Oh, we are now on iHeartRadio. So now we're on Stitcher, Hulu, iHeart, Apple, Tunes. Android, and Google Play. <laughs> So what? We're, what's we're left? Just everywhere. Right. I don't know if there's anything I don't know. left. We'll, we'll see. Somebody's coming up with the new yeah, thing. Yes. So I new hope thing. so. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're behind on something. Yeah. Don't feel like you're done. So All listen. Right. Listen to us anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. There you go. And give and leave us a rating. Give us a little rating. Give us a a little review because that is that does help us sort of move up in the search, which means we just get to talk to more people and more people get to listen. So that would be cool. All right. Anything from no, you? Thank you for no. having us. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you, you guys so very much. for being here. Love you too. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very Good awesome. Good luck with whatever you're yeah. doing, whether it's uh, being being a lawyer or yeah. uh, getting floating back into the work. Being a bagel game. maker. Yeah. A bagel yeah. maker. Yeah. Yeah. Or breakfast. floating on my unicorn. Which sounds amazing. <laughs> we have some of those at the hotel, so I know exactly what you're talking about. We just did the splash party where we sometimes they have a mermaid. They didn't this time, but Alice 97.3 puts on a party every once in a while at yeah. the Fairmont, and they had 
tons of those huge unicorn blow up. Dude, I, next time if you let me know, I'll BYO my own unicorn. You- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Dusky on her unicorn. On that note. On that note. Thank you so much for listening. We'll look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Bye.